Welcome to The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you answer the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncie, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. And I've served on fiduciary boards for industry, academic, and youth-serving organizations. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the fifth in a series of episodes on common misunderstandings of strategy. Last time, we discussed the confusion between strategy and business model. Today, we'll discuss the temptation to reduce strategy to a key function of the organization, usually one that brings in revenue directly. For commercial enterprises, this function will often be marketing or sales, and for nonprofits, it will often be fundraising. Narrowing in on a key function may appear to focus our efforts and clarify our decisions, which are two of the benefits of a good strategy. But the unfortunate reality is that privileging a particular function lacks all the essential elements of strategy. First, it doesn't, in fact, lead us to focus. On the contrary, to take marketing as an example, without a prior choice about which community we're serving, we will waste resources appealing to people who are unlikely ever to do business with us. Likewise, Fundraising consultants often advise nonprofits to employ a range of tactics to maximize revenue, a so-called balanced fundraising program. But research from the Bridgespan Group has shown that diversifying tactics doesn't lead to sustained revenue growth. The more financially stable an organization is, the fewer fundraising tactics it likely uses. In both marketing and fundraising, different tactics often require different business models, and many business models aren't compatible. Tactics incompatible with each other will drain rather than strengthen an organization. Second, favoring a particular function weakens the differences between our organization and others, the opposite of what strategy should accomplish we will inevitably measure the success of our preferred function against that of the organizations we consider the leaders in our industry or field. We will more and more come to resemble the presumed leaders as we seek to repeat their success, and we will focus less and less on what makes our organization unique and competitive. In short, we will mistake strengths for advantages. For-profits that fall into this trap become preoccupied with operational effectiveness rather than seeking true innovation. Among nonprofits, this mistake shows up in fundraising efforts that demonstrate only that an organization's work is good or conforms to best practices. But donors, especially major donors, need to believe an organization's work is unique and indispensable. Organizations must be able to explain convincingly why it's crucial that they exist and what difference it would make if they did not. Third, when one function is preferred to all others, 
there can't be a mutually reinforcing fit between an organization's activities. Other functions must simply conform to the dominant function, rather than all functions conforming to what truly makes the organization unique. In commercial enterprises, this can happen, for instance, when a sales department wants to dictate a business's research and development agenda. Nonprofit fundraisers may try to dictate programs or may burden the organization with excessive restricted funds based on what they believe will allow them to raise money most easily. Confusion between key functions and strategy is the reason some consulting firms, which think of themselves as strategy firms, really are not. If we look at the services they actually offer, we find they are, in fact, marketing or fundraising firms that don't offer genuine assistance with strategy development. My suggestion for today is, ask whether, as a practical matter, one function seems to dominate your organization. Is there a function that focuses narrowly on its own work, regardless of whether it fits with the organization's true advantages? Roger Martin describes most of the strategic plans he reviews as budgets with pros. Next time, we'll discuss the tendency to confuse budgeting with strategy. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person and share it on social media. And don't forget to subscribe yourself if you haven't already. If you'd like to receive my free twice-monthly email, which includes show notes and a summary of an important article on strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember that being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.